All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. Describe the rocket, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? DJ Anubis with another episode of the Hordes of Chaos on the Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. Hope you all are doing well. Hope you enjoyed your holiday as well as the New Year's. We are breaking it in. Of course, I'm a couple of episodes ahead now. So, some of the stuff I talk about might be either weeks behind us or whatever just because I'm ahead. So anyway, hope you enjoy everything. Got a lot of great music lined up for you today. Some pretty interesting topics, both obviously musically and entertainment-wise in the movies and everything else. So got some Iron Maiden coming up. Nocturnus AD, latest from them. Uh, great rock block with some Red Dragon Cartel, Sabotage, etc. Some new stuff from Sargeist, Dark Times, as well as some Arch Enemy later on. Kick off this first block. Bit of some thrash drawing your way. We're gonna kick it off with some Megadeth, Holy Wars. <laughs>
Forbidden step by step. A couple things I want to get to. A uh, couple of uh, movie, uh, TV series, news bits, movies, also a little bit of music. Recently, I had a chance to check out uh, the Netflix series Lost in Space. Um, obviously, I saw the movie a few years back. Wasn't really that impressed with it. I remember the TV show a little bit. Never was a big fan growing up with it. Uh, just didn't know enough about it, really. So, But I knew enough to going into the the new series uh, how it was going to play out. You know, you've got a family that's trying to move from Earth to colonize another planet. So they're all part of this big... Uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, migration to another uh, planet that's been set up to house them. And, of course, they've got this huge-ass um, ship called the Resolute, which houses all their little mini-ships. Uh, they're called Jupiters. And each family that's coming a part of this migration are, have their own ships, etc. But... Uh, what happens is, early on, you find out that uh, a particular alien race of robots had started, like, causing havoc on the ship, the Resolute. And then, of course, that trickles down, and then, obviously, all the families get separated. Some fall on the same planet, some die. Um, 
I mean, it's just this huge uh, sense of confusion and, you know, they have to, like, struggle on some of these different planets to figure out how to survive. Because, like, each planet seems to have its own bit of uh, alien life forms that can be either good or bad. And then in the, in the midst of all this, uh, the young boy, Will uh, Robinson, because uh, the Robinson family is like the main one for anyone who's familiar with the, the series and whatnot. The robot he comes across happens to be the one or one of the vid individuals that attacked the Resolute, but he doesn't really know it at first. And so he's lost. And, you know, he comes across this uh, alien robot, which in turn somehow befriends him. And so from there. The family realizes who the robot is, but also realizes that the robot has been saving their lives in different situations for different uh, members of the family. So, uh, there's two seasons up right now. Um, a lot of it's I like I like I mean I mean I like it, but uh, I think I get kind of turned off by the family itself because they. I, I understand this is how TV and movies work. You got to have a certain plot, and you got to have it drive in a certain way but at times for a family that's supposedly so smart about things they do some of the dumbest shit and I know that people will kind of chalk it off to well they're human so they're going to do this and there's young people involved so I'm like well that's true but you know it, the way that they project these individuals being like the smartest of the smartest like when they had to go uh, apply to be one of these families, they had to pass certain tests. Now, obviously, with Will Robinson, there's a little bit of backstory there that uh, reflects him, but, you know, you, you're supposed to be able to be quick on your toes. One of the daughters is a pretty well-trained doctor, even though she's only supposed to be an intern, but she's done enough to uh, accommodate and actually be a leader uh, to a lot of the kids. So, the fact that they're just so smart in certain areas, but so dumb in others. Just kind of blows my mind. But it's not bad enough to uh, hurt the storyline. So I, I've enjoyed it, and I've done the first two uh, seasons, which I would highly recommend. Check it out. At least check it out. Uh, and other movie news. Uh, Sherlock Holmes 3 is in the works. I was really happy about the first two with Robert Downey Jr., and I forget the other guy's name, which is so sad, but he plays Watson, but he's very good in it as well. Uh, they are working on a third one, which is great. I was kind of, it's been a while. And apparently the new one's going to have uh, the guy from, Paul Anderson from Peaky Blinders, which I had started watching, but I kind of lost interest in. But uh, his character is pretty cool. He's going to be in the third one, so that's, that's a lot of cool news right there. Uh, and music news, Striper, of course, is going to have a new album in 2020. I was very happy with Goddamn Devil, the last one from, I think it was 2018. Uh, it won't appeal to a lot of fans because obviously a Christian band. But I've been a fan for them for a very long time, even despite some of my disagreements with the lyrical content. I'm just, I'm not religious or Christian at all, so... From that aspect, I just I respect them enough to know that they're artists and they write and believe in what they want to believe. But the music itself has been pretty top notch, and they were one of the first concerts I ever saw. So, 
new stuff on the way for them. All right. Kicking off this next block, brand new stuff from Dante. It's called Take the Pain. Let's go, good boy. We'll be fine. 
this is Isaac Goldsmith. Jonathan West from Exhortation. You're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Alright, so apparently, uh, recently, as we always see with time and time again every year with the social networks and all that, is that social media that those false rumors of people dying and whatnot always go viral. Well, the recent one was dealing with Ozzy Osbourne. Now, let's let's be real here. Ozzy's getting up there in age, so I think we're all kind of at one point expecting him to finally call it a day. But apparently, yet again, people are jumping the gun and spreading rumors that are just false. Uh, recently, they said that Ozzy was in lots of pain and was asking me to put out of his misery. And, of course... Uh, Kelly Osborne, the daughter, came out and recently said that uh, he's not dying and he's alright and fine and they've been hanging out over the New Year's and whatnot. So she quickly put that uh, rumor to rest and it's been heavily denied that he's in any serious health issues. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about was something that I wasn't really aware of, both with uh, Jenny Lane. Uh, former singer of uh, Warrant, and of course, if you know anything about the Hair Rock and whatnot, one of their biggest hits, uh, Cherry Pie, featured actress and model uh, Bobby Brown. Uh, she also appears on the cover, I believe. So, But anyway, uh, she apparently had married Janney for maybe I knew about it, just kind of forgot, but they married, and they were married for a couple of years before they divorced. Um... But apparently, uh, Jenny Lane had always battled alcoholism, something that my adoptive dad dealt with before he died when I was young. But uh, apparently, a lot of Lane's trauma and pain that he was dealing with came from apparently being raped by somebody in a famous rock band or whatever back in the day. He apparently uh, told Bobby this while they were married at one point. Um, you know, and it kind of just goes back to something I had talked about, maybe not on here, but <clears throat> in other places about the Me Too movement and how, uh, in some ways, rape, when it comes to rape on men, it's being kind of pushed to the side. You know, because the reality is, is that men are generally more private, we're a lot more uh, defensive about exposing stuff like that um for lane you know apparently bobby had said that they needed to kind of do something about it but Janning was just like no i don't want to do that and probably because the pain would be too much the embarrassment everything else that comes with it um you know admitting something like that and my guess is it came from a, a male person not a female so you know, we, we kind of like, you know, with the Me Too movement, they're kind of just throwing the dirt over shit like this and not coming out about stuff like that and whatnot. Even when it happens to in other parts of the entertainment world or in the world in general, it just kind of gets thrown on their bus because it doesn't involve women, which I always feel like is such a sham. But, um, you know, that, that that's some troubling revelations there when it comes to Jane Lane herself and his self-destruction basically with alcohol so i thought there is an article out there talking about this so if you look up 
warrant, uh, Bobby Brown, rape case or whatever, it'll, it'll pop up and you can see, I think I found it up blabbermouth, so interesting article, she points that she kind of feels uh, responsible for not attending to it more uh, I don't know, aggressively because you know, she was trying to respect Johnny's wishes, but you know, she might have been able to help him as well by pushing it a little bit further, so who knows. Uh, sometimes you just end up falling victim to your demons, and I think that's exactly what happened with Janny there. All right, well, we're going to kick off the next block of music here. Moving on, Nocturnus AD, Paleolithic.
people are cancer. Uh, 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 all right, I'm not in a good mood now.
Fresh Metal Band Poker Face from Russia and you are listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Alright, DJ New is back with you. Getting ready to jump into our rock block. Today's agenda, Red Dragon Cartel featuring Jake E. Lee. You got some Triton. Um, that's an interesting band. I discovered them probably a year or so ago. Never really even heard of them until recently, but the song that I'm going to play for you caught my attention for obvious reasons. You're going to find out they have a very Rush-like sound. <laughs> Much like uh, Kingdom Come, although Kingdom Come despite the comparisons with Zeppelin, weren't like this. Like, if you, like this is sort of like uh, October Noir and how they sound like Typo Negative. This, this band sounds a lot like Rush. Uh, they modeled their music basically around like sounding like Rush. They do a pretty good job. It's always going to be a love-hate thing because it's not the real thing, but it's pretty interesting, pretty cool. They were, and actually they had, like, I guess... A few albums worth of material out there in the late 80s, early 90s, I believe. Uh, the band is called Triton, so I'm going to play a song called Rip Van Winkle for you. Um, then I got some Helix and Sabotage, as well as Machines of Loving Grace. Going to kick it off, though, with a goth rock metal band called Sundown. This is called 19. In the 
Do you live life in the fast lane? Do you have the need for speed? Well, if you're a racing fan and want to be part of a winning team, then contact Carmichael Racing. Carmichael Racing is currently looking for sponsors for the upcoming champ and flat card season. You can be a part of a long tradition of racing as Paul and Rhea L. race to the finish line in Mardella Speedway at Diamond Head Arena in Joesburg, PA, March 13th through the 15th, 2020. They will also be racing at Hunterstown Speedway and Capital City Speedway in Ashland, Virginia. Racing runs deep in the blood at Carmichael Racing, and they are looking to gain sponsors for a new upcoming season. If interested, you can contact them at 443-202-3016. That's 443-202-3016. You can also find them on Facebook at SRChamp36. Carmichael Racing. Together you can soar as the engines roar.
Ah, yes. Good old Blaze from Shepard, although they had changed their name to something else, which I can't remember. I haven't even talked to Blaze in quite a long time. That liner is probably two or three years old, I think, by now. But music they had during that time was pretty good. I don't know where they are at now or if he's even got the project still going, but I need to see if I can get a hold of him and talk to him a little bit about what he's up to now. Uh, closing out the rock block, Machines of Loving Grace, Suicide King. Um, want to talk quickly about DJ Neko. She's coming back soon, sooner than we thought. Um, initially it was thought that she might be back middle of January of this year, but uh, now it looks like she'll be back next week, towards the end of next week. So next show after this one will feature her, obviously. So that will be a lot of fun. Have her back. I love having the banter going back and forth on different topics. I've missed that the last few months. But as we all know, the work must come first. Um, some music news. First things up, My Dying Bride released The Ghost of Orion later this year, or in March, I should say. It's not later this year. So in March, they'll be releasing a new album, their first since 2015, I think. So uh, according to the singer uh, Aaron Stainthorpe, he uh, says that it's going to be a little more aggressive, beautiful, layered, etc., etc. We kind of heard that before. I hope it's like uh, The Deathless King because... Uh, there's a lot of tracks on that I really like. That's really like the last My Dying Bride record I really liked. Um, but uh, he also says there's going to be some new faces involved. So I don't, maybe that's part of like bringing in some new blood with the new vision of the band, new ideas. So it would be kind of exciting to hear what they got planned in store for us. Um, the other thing is kind of funny. It's just um, recently on Blabbermouth there's an article from Korn. Uh, Monkey Schaefer and Brian Head Welch, the guitarist for the band Corn, they were being interviewed, and of course, questions were asked about their influence on new metal and everything else. And I guess, to a degree, the guys got sort of defensive about the idea that they were a rap metal band. Well, they say that, yeah, you know, we added certain rappers to songs, but they didn't consider themselves a rap metal band. Now, obviously, they're new metal, which part of new metal to me was always incorporating rap styled uh arrangements and you know you know even corn when they like they did an actual dubstep album so for me to buy into this idea that they weren't at all really related to rap in any way is kind of disingenuous i i think um you know, I, I'm not going to say that every song they had was uh, rap and core, but even Jonathan's lyric, uh, vocal arrangements were kind of derived from some of that. I always felt that Korn really took what Faith No More and Anthrax and Public Enemy were doing and just did that tenfold. That was kind of like the sound that they started going in. Um, now, with all that said, I actually am a big Korn fan. I, I love a lot of the early stuff. Even the last couple albums have been pretty solid since uh, Brian Welch came back. So, I don't dislike the band at all. They're one of my favorites uh, from way back. Um, obviously, they weren't the first band I ever discovered with metal, but they were doing something new at the time, and I was digging it, and I could get into what they were doing both lyrically and and just musically but uh 
you know, I'll never sit here and tell you they're the best band ever compared to a lot of other metal bands that I listen to, but nevertheless, I think that they're maybe getting defensive about something they really shouldn't even get defensive about. Like, there's nothing really wrong with the fact that they play that brand of music or metal. Um, they're, I know that they like heavier bands. I've seen back in the day, Jonathan Davis was, you know, into Demi Warrior and stuff like that. So it's not like these guys aren't influenced by heavier music or anything, but what they actually play just isn't in that same realm. So they are still part of that new metal uh, genre, and that's fine. And they do have rap and dubstep shit out there. So again, it's part of their arsenal of music. And yeah, it's one thing if you're like Napalm Death or Obituary and you kind of toil with that idea. Same with Anthrax. If you're toying with the idea, that doesn't make you a rap metal band. But I think for Korn... It is actually kind of a staple to their sound. Like even in some of their more heavier songs, it's still part of that sound. Listen to something like um, "Freak on a Leash." You know, like that that has a bit of that sound in it. It's not a straight up rap song, but it has a staple of that background in there. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a great tune, great, and they have a lot of great tunes. It's just kind of all derived from that, the, the slappy bass and all that shit. So, uh, songs like Blind, I mean, that was like their first single, and that very much has like a rap influence in it. So, there's nothing wrong with it, and I don't think the guys should be very defensive about it. Uh, you know, people are going to love them or hate them just because of that style of music. It's not so much that they're doing one thing versus another. It's just people's interpretation or their subjectiveness to what they like and dislike. Uh, many metal fans don't like new metal as it is, so it's it's probably the people that complain about it would be the ones that don't like it to begin with. Um, same with Limp Bizkit. I, I, you know, I would defend Limp Bizkit a little bit too because there are albums I like from them. Again, not my favorite brand of music, but... Uh, there's certainly nothing wrong with when I feel like listening to them that I will. I think that, you know, some of it's kind of funny and humorous, and others just, you know, if I don't feel like listening to, like, death metal or black metal at that particular moment. So it's all about one's perception of what they want out of music in general. And, you know, for those guys, you know, I, I, I have no problem with, like, what they're doing and the staple of their sound, but I do disagree with their idea that they weren't a rap metal band. It doesn't have to really be stated as rap metal because new metal kind of encompasses all that. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny they were just so headstrong to fight against that label when that's really kind of part of who they were to begin with. Uh, but nothing wrong with that again, as I said. All right, moving on. Uh, got some black metal coming your way, black death coming your way. Uh, gonna kick it off with some black metal though. Sargeis, new stuff in them. Lunar Curse, the wolf.
Jackie here from Battle X, and you're listening to Battle Tavern Radio. Alrighty, back with you all. Dark Times, Black Flame, Prophet, new stuff from them. Alright, so it gets back to some more uh, movie entertainment news. There's a few interesting tidbits I've got. Uh, somehow I missed this initially when it came by, but Christopher Nolan, director Christopher Nolan, uh, who's had a lot of great films that I really liked, Inception, The Black Knight, or The Dark Knight with uh, Batman and Trilogy that he did. Um, just so many movies he's done that I've really enjoyed a lot. Um... He's got a new one coming out, or soon, called uh, Tenet. Uh, it's like an espionage film. It has uh, Robert Pattinson, Aaron Taylor Johnson, and Michael Caine in it. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the guy's a really good director. He's one of my favorites right now, probably. So, be really interesting to see what's going to happen with that. Uh, also, uh, again, we're going to dive into a little bit of Marvel news. Uh there's an actress who had a small part in Captain America that uh, was recently arrested for uh, allegedly stabbing and killing her mother. So her name's uh, Molly Fitzgerald. It's kind of been all over the news the last couple days. Um, that's pretty crazy shit, man. Um, stabbing your 68-year-old mother. I mean, if that's true, that's just really crazy. I, but I always love, like, the mug, the mug shots of these people. Like... It makes them look truly, like, psychotic and just whacked. Like, and I think sometimes when we think about, like, celebrities and mainly actors and actresses, like, they kind of live in these bubbles and these real weird worlds. I mean, you look at guys like Jim Carrey, I mean, one of, probably one of the greatest actors ever, and it's totally hilarious since he's gone way back, but... At times, some of the shit that these people say, like, Rose McGowan recently had some crazy motherfucking comments regarding the Iran, Iranian attacks at the airport that killed a terrorist and stuff like that. Like, just shit that some of these celebrities spew is, like, just out, out, out of this world. It just I can't believe some of the shit that they talk. Um, so I, I'm not overly surprised when shit like this happens with, like, some actor or actress that does crazy shit like this. But I found it interesting, because really, she only had, like, a small role, apparently, in Captain America, but that's, like, the ha the headline that they want everyone to capture your attention, which they did. Uh, I, I was reading it, so that's why I found it kind of interesting. The other thing is, I don't think I talked about it much, but there's a movie on Netflix called Sweetheart, and basically it deals with this woman who, uh, after her boat sinks with some friends like she washes ashore on this uh, stranded island here and uh, obviously she's pretty good at survival and she's finding ways to get water and how to fish it's kind of like the whole uh, oh I forget the fucking movie with Wilson and all that but anyway uh, what happens is she's on the island and it turns out that she's faced with evading and fighting a creature that comes from the sea that basically tries to eat her and kill her. Um, it's almost like a modern-day telling of Creature of the Black Lagoon. Um, it didn't really blow me away. It's getting, obviously, a lot of hype right now, but uh, 
for me personally, I, it was okay. I, I didn't have any real problems with it, but just it didn't really blow me away like some people. But nevertheless, uh, it was pretty interesting. And but it got me thinking because uh, I recently rewatched Silver Bullet last night, uh, one of my favorite movies ever from Stephen King. The book and you know the telling of the movie and whatnot. But uh, again, with like when you go back to like stuff like the howling or American Wolf in London, you know, the special effects for creating those creatures is just phenomenal out of this world. And like, you just don't see it now. Usually it's all done with CGI and it just doesn't translate very well. And I hate that. Like, I really hate it. Uh, you can kind of get away with it in stuff like the underworld series, um, where it's kind of darker and not really having an effect, uh, focus on that too much but uh yeah so the special effects like even with the creature in this from sweetheart like i'm assuming it was a guy in a suit for when they were doing like a lot of the fight scenes but some of it was definitely cgi and it was really kind of whacked it just didn't translate well for me there but i just it got me thinking watching silver bullet how much i missed that part of it um especially with transformations i think it's it's really it was really groundbreaking when you had those earlier movies doing that and it's just sorely missed for me when it comes to stuff like that so yeah anyway check it out if you like it like i say it's like a modern telling of creature from the black lagoon but just spun a little bit differently and it does have a lot of different angles like she ends up coming across a couple of uh shipmates that uh were on a raft and end up there and it's you kind of find out another dark part of humanity there's you know involved with her ex-boyfriend or boyfriend or whatever so it's kind of cool check it out um see what you think um like i said feel free to give comments on uh, some of these topics that we've been talking about um i always love hearing from people what their ideas and their thoughts were on certain topics and movies and shit like that so feel free when you go back through any of the podcasts of give us some input you can do it either on the podcast site or even when i post them on facebook if you check it out just throw in some words i'm always curious to have uh discussions and talks about it so all right here we go we're getting ready to steam through now kicking it off arch enemy going back to wages of sin
Here's Patrick from the Canadian Festival that we had made her. And you're listening to Middle Tavern Radio. I have a
Cemetery earned a hex upon Elita's dynasties from their self-titled album. Getting ready to close out this edition of the Hordes of Chaos. Hope you all enjoyed it, per usual. Got one track left, and I uh, want to just give a little bit of info on this. Uh, the band is called Symphony of Heaven. The brainchild behind it, uh, Logan Thompson. Can't remember exactly how I met him. I mean, definitely it was through Facebook and social media, but, uh, you know, he and I talk a little bit here and there about different things, uh, metal-wise, and, of course, different projects that he's involved with, not let alone music that he likes. I mean, obviously, he has a Christian metal background, Christian background, so I love the uh, perspective that he gives with his lyrics and his uh, vision of his band and of course that style of music going forward uh, so they have a new track out um, I have not heard it yet I've got it so this will be the first time I'm hearing it along with all of you so I'm really excited about this uh, plays a blend between black and death metal uh, if I remember but of course uh, they talk about how they're kind of progressing going forward so who knows what we're going to expect here but Going to leave you with one track left here. Brand new stuff from Symphony of Heaven. You shall be as gods. Take care. Enjoy. I'll see you all next time with Neko. Bye.